Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We have a show for you today. Just like the title reads, these are the top wide receivers you should target. No, we're not talking Justin Jefferson or Cooper Cup. We're talking players you can get later, maybe a little later, maybe a lot later, all right here on the Breakout Football Podcast on the Believe Network, sponsored by Prize Picks. I'm Zach Cohen. You know me. I don't waste time. So I'm beyond excited to bring in a very special guest. You may know him from his awesome work at The Athletic or his show All In Football at FTN Network, one of the best in the business and an even better dude. And might I add, one who recently got engaged. So congrats again to that. Let's welcome the one and only Jake Seeley. Jake, man, it is so great to have you in what has probably been a really hectic stretch for you the past week or so just a little bit i mean it's just and not only getting ready for the season but yeah we've already picked out the date the guest list the like what we're thinking for food and you know, the, the venue so trying to balance that and fantasy football but she already knew we were trying to get that out of the way because when she knew when september starts it's september through december is going to be pretty tough how are you guys going to figure out who gets what guests? Are you guys going to have like a snake draft, maybe an auction draft? <laughs> I actually, I, it's funny enough. So we were trying to keep it under 100 and we were a little bit over 100. I was like, all right, we have people that might not make the cut. And then I told her, I was like, all right, so let's take the people that you don't think that make the cut. Who's the first person you would want to be there? Who's the last person you would want? And it's like, I was like, we just ranked your list. We ranked my, one oh. of my fiance's. I almost said wife. We ranked my fiance's guest list. So there you go. <laughs> Honestly, we prefer tier lists here on BFP anyway. But hey, if you want to roll out the rankings too, that's fine. And we got six players that we're going to talk about. Wide receivers. And this is great because I've spent the past two episodes, last episode, spent 15 minutes talking about late round running backs. The episode before that on Monday, some players to avoid 15 minutes on that. Today, we're only talking wide receivers. So your first target, you got three, I got three. We'll rotate, spend a couple minutes on each. Not going to do any fluff, just right into the information. So Jake, Who's your first wide receiver target in fantasy drafts this season? Oh, uh, it's Cooper Cup. No, I'm just kidding. So <laughs> outside, of course, yeah, all those wide receiver ones, uh, I think we're looking at a former wide receiver one who people got. It, there's a couple factors here. Is first of all, 2020 was disappointing because Antonio Brown left and everybody was expecting Juju Smith-Schuster to be amazing without Antonio Brown, realizing that you know there's concerns of him being able to be the true alpha on a team. And he needs some like complimentary pieces around him and can't just have all that focus. And some wide receivers are like that, unfortunately. But now you have the, what happened last year with the disappointment, some missed time, terrible team. And he goes to having one of the biggest, if not the biggest quarterback upgrade this offseason going from Ben Roethlisberger to Patrick Mahomes. He's playing that big slot role, which we saw last year. The Chiefs in midseason adjusted their game plan for Patrick Mahomes, who was struggling, if people remember, middle of the season last year. People were panicking. Patrick about Patrick Mahomes because teams were just playing cover two deep on him and keeping Tyreek Hill in front of them. 
Well, Juju Smith-Schuster fits that new mold of what their offense is with a more balanced in the intermediate game and can still make those plays. I think he's the top wide receiver. Everybody's trying to figure out the rookie Sky Moore, Marcos Valdez-Scantling, Michael Hardman. The answer's in our face. It's Juju Smith-Schuster, and Juju Smith-Schuster even 20%, not necessarily 25 26% like Tyreek Hill is getting in this team with Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback. Absolutely would lock him in as a wide receiver too, but the best part is you can get him as a wide receiver three or even later. Four for four football's multi-site ADP tool, which I reference constantly, has him as wide receiver 28. So already right there, that could be your wide receiver three, a low end wide receiver two. My wide receiver target, I went with someone whose ADP was a bit higher, uh, probably someone who could be your first receiver taken, but I... I love him. It's Michael Pittman Jr. of the Colts. He averaged 14 fantasy points last season. No secret he's getting that quarterback upgrade, not necessarily in terms of playing skill set, because Wentz sneakily did have a solid stretch at the beginning of the season last year. Michael Pittman gets Matt Ryan, and Ryan complements Pittman's deep ball ability a lot more, because you already have Pittman being the go-to possession receiver, the go-to target in the red zone. But now, where Wentz struggled, Matt Ryan, he, he's got that cannon. Obviously, he's a few years removed from his MVP season, so the arm might not exactly be there yet. But that just opens up a whole new ceiling for Pittman. And you look at what he's done in each of his past two seasons. He's constantly improved. Of course, you'll never hear me talk just about the good of a player. You always got to present both sides. That's what I love to do on this show. I'm never going to say this is the guy who you should draft or shouldn't draft. But it's hard not to love Pittman, especially with little target competition already on Indy. I'm not a huge Alec Pierce guy. And even then, the probability of him being involved enough in that offense seems low. And even if it does happen where Pierce is seeing equal targets to Pittman, I still am betting on the talent when it comes to Pittman. I think the ceiling probably isn't like a top four, top five receiver, but I'm willing to bet a lot of money that Pittman is a solid wide receiver one in fantasy. He's someone I can trust, even though the Colts might not be throwing the ball as much as you'd like. I still think they'll be throwing the ball more than last season. I like Pittman a lot as my wide receiver one in fantasy drafts. Those were our first two targets. I would love to hear what you have to say about this next target. He was pretty polarizing throughout the offseason. Why don't you unveil to the beautiful audience, Jake? Who's your wide receiver target number two? This is another one where I go back to similar to Juju is why are we trying to figure everything else out from two rookies, uh, Dubs showing off, and then Christian Watson, projectable upside, and Sammy Watkins, who's, you know, hasn't been much outside of week one for the past couple of years. And Randall Cobb is, you know, was, has heyday, is long gone now. Slot. I, we're all sitting here trying to figure all these things out. And it's just like Alan Lazard's right there. Alan Lazard actually had more end zone targets than Devontae Adams did last year. He was second behind him in red zone targets showing the fact that he already has Aaron Rodgers trust and Aaron Rodgers continually talks up everybody. I think he's actually talked up every single wide receiver on this team, but Alan Lazar is the clear holdover from this who has the big playability, has the red zone and end zone targets that should be coming his way. Sure. Christian Watson and a higher ceiling down the road. Sure. Sammy Watkins and Cobbs are the vets, but at the same time, I just look at this and I feel like, why are we trying to figure out all the rest of the pieces when Lazard, maybe he's the two to start, maybe he's the one with a close two and it's equal. But again, I go back to target share, even if he doesn't even get to 20. I mean, it's just Aaron Rodgers throws to him 16, 18% of the time this season and still sees similar use in the red zone and the end zone. 
Alan Lazard narrowly behind Juju Smith-Schuster. I Honestly, if you project Lazard as the number one, he'd be a top 15 wide receiver, but I don't think anybody's doing that, including myself. But as one of the top two on this team, whoever the other two might be, yeah, I have Lazard as a top 30 wide receiver, uh, not too far behind Juju Smith-Schuster. And Lazard has some really good player props right now on prize picks. They set him at 55 and a half receptions. He saw 40 in 15 games last year. I don't right. know about you, but I'm taking that over all day long over on prize picks and if you're not signed up on prize picks this is to everyone who's listening right now however you may list be listening wherever you may be what are you waiting for use my code z cohen on prize picks not only will they match 100 of your deposit but you can get up to 100 free sounds like easy money to me go put your money over on alan lazard over smash that 55 and a half receptions use code z cohen on prize picks had to sneak a little ad in there for a beloved sponsor too jake i hope hopefully uh hopefully the audience doesn't hate me for that you know (laughs) we'll see where it goes uh and hopefully if they draft this next player they will love me i'm a big Cortland sutton guy like when i said (laughs) we're talking wide receiver targets this was the player i had in mind i love his talent four for four says he's being drafted as a wide receiver 20 in most leagues. He gets his best quarterback upgrade. Let's just address that right away. His deep ball ability pairs insanely well with Russell Wilson's deep ball. That's that's the good. We've seen him hit 1,000 receiving yards before. We know what he's capable of. The ACL injury obviously took a whole season from him. Played last season. Was he fully there? We don't really know, at least health-wise. Obviously, he did not have the caliber of Russell Wilson or even half of Russell Wilson's caliber throwing him the ball. So I guess that downside is there is still some uncertainty and not just with how he meshes and if he ever returns to his full form, but will it be him? Will it be Jerry Judy? Will either of them be a true wide receiver one in this offense? We don't know, but I'm willing to bet that Sutton's past production and his skill set and the reports coming out of Denver. They've all been glowing. They've all been saying he's Wilson's go-to target. Pair that all together. I think there's a high probability that Sutton is not only a weekly starter at wide receiver, but he's someone who gives you a massive bang for your buck on where he's being drafted. Gets his best quarterback yet. He's a great wide receiver two on your fantasy team. And I think he can be a good wide receiver one. So we each have one more wide receiver target. Did you save the best for last? Who is it? I've, I've been dying to know who you got here. <laughs> it's not the best for last, but it might be the best value for last, question Fair mark. Enough. Although Lazard is a great value in his own right. But similar to uh, kind of a theme with my wide receivers is like, why are we ignoring? Why are we looking elsewhere? Why are we trying to figure things out? Christian Kirk, yes, we know he got overpaid. But <laughs> oh, Christian okay. Kirk in, in that one game was a 38% of the target share. And of course, 38% would be an absurd number and nobody's going to do that for an entire season. But he's the clear number one for the Jaguars and people wanted it to happen for Arizona. Got disappointed when he didn't truly break out. And that's another theme here too, is like Juju Smith-Schuster didn't, you know, had some disappointment. And a lot of times you find value with disappointment. But Christian Kirk getting 120, 130, maybe even 140 targets. Yeah, I think the best was I had a viewer say this during my all in football show and they said 
Jake, I don't understand. Why is everybody apologetic for Darnell Mooney, but nobody wants Christian Kirk? And I said, well, that's interesting because I have Christian Kirk one spot in front of Darnell Mooney. So I don't, you're talking to the wrong crowd here. I, I think they deserve to be in the same conversation. And if you're telling me whose offense should be better uh, from the passing standpoint, I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars over Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears and therefore taking Christian Kirk over Darnell Mooney, which you honestly could get both of them because Christian Kirk's going two and three rounds later. This could be the post hype hype player. You can't, I feel like that's been your post your post MO. hype hype. <laughs> yeah, post. I don't even know. So many posts, so many hypes. But either way, that could be. You got Juju falling in that category. You got Kirk. Maybe it'll be Lazard after the season. I don't know. But my player, my wide receiver target, is definitely someone who rode the hype last season. Had some injury issues late in the season, and originally I was kind of off on him. But I've come around because of how much I love his talent. I love the situation he's in. And you can get him as your wide receiver three, maybe even your wide receiver four. It's Elijah Moore. Did not mean to rhyme, but I love that I did anyway. Uh, ADP of wide receiver 35. I feel like people are drafting him. Like Garrett Wilson is a huge, certain threat to take targets from him. And while the draft capital suggests that Wilson will and should be involved in this offense, I still keep coming back to Moore's fit in this offense with the Jets. I know they beefed up their O-line, and I know they brought in Brees Hall, and that could be viewed as the downside here, but I think what that's doing is it's pushing Moore down the board because we've seen what he's capable of. He was Zach Wilson's favorite target during the second half of last season prior to his injury. I think there is still a bigger chance than people think that Moore is the main receiver in this offense, even if Wilson and Corey Davis are getting the looks. I mean, even if Brees Hall and Michael Carter are catching passes, because the talent is there, we've seen it. And for where he's being drafted right now, you can take that chance. Because even if there is that possibility, and there is that possibility that Garrett Wilson becomes will establishes the Wilson to Wilson connection, right? Like Garrett Wilson becomes the new Jamar Chase or whatever of this offense. Elijah Moore can still produce and he can still be a factor. And there's a bigger chance that people think that that could happen. I like the chances on the upside in a passing game where he already has the leg up to be the wide receiver one. And for as important as the Jets run game will be, every move they've made this offseason shows their hand that they want to have a more balanced offense. Uh, I still think they'll be in more situations than not where they're throwing the ball, a.k.a. I don't know how good they'll be. So give me more of more, especially of his price. So we just ran through three wide receiver targets each. Uh, Putting you on the spot here, are there any other quick rapid-fire receivers you considered mentioning or other guys you find yourself drafting a bit more of? Don't mean to put you on the hot seat here, but any off the top of your head. I mean, Pittman and, and Elijah Moore both would have made my list. Uh, also, those last six games for Elijah Moore, he was wide receiver two in all of fantasy. And no, I didn't misspeak. He was wide receiver two and wide receiver five in fantasy points per game for his last six games. So to give you an idea, that wasn't always with Zach Wilson either. So I love Elijah Moore. Uh, I, I will give you throw out one quick fire. One more is the I think Pickens is the better talent. I think Pickens already stepped in and is pushing aside Chase Claypool, who has seen this preseason. Claypool spent the majority of his time in the slot this preseason. Of -hmm. course, we have the quarterback concerns there, but if you tell me is somebody that you could get late and that is in a similar situation to Alec Pierce, but isn't getting the attention that Alec Pierce is getting from a draft capital standpoint, I think George Pickens and Alec Pierce might have similar seasons. 
Wow. And for better, I'm assuming, because I don't, I don't know how involved you are on TikTok. I'm on TikTok at Zach Cohen FB. TikTok loves George Pickens. They have already crowned him as the next coming of Jerry Rice combined with Randy oh, okay. Moss. Well, then somehow. put him in the Hall of Fame now. Yeah. Oh, he, <laughs> he wasn't already? I could have, I could have sworn he was. Well, anyway, so yeah, you can, like I said, you guys, the listeners are beautiful listeners we're very grateful for of course i uh, can follow me at zach cohen fb z-a-c-h-c-o-h-e-n fb twitter tiktok instagram but more importantly if you want some real good fantasy advice yeah you could follow the show however you are jake where can they go to see all your work uh over at the athletic of course uh, you can see that i tweet everything out at all in kid but yeah the athletic and if you click on the rankings or the projections column if you still have drafts going on pretty sure there's the you might get a different deal depending on your area but there's like one dollar a month one dollar every two weeks uh fit like so just go over there you'll get a deal if you haven't signed up already trust me sign up it's great and no i'm not getting paid to say that i am getting paid to promote prize picks though so use my code zco and if you have not signed up there some great lines let me know if you do use my code and I'm indebted to you all season long as I am indebted to my good friend, Jake Seeley for hopping on the show at all in kid on Twitter. Jake really appreciate your time today, man. And for anyone else listening, who is not subscribed, what are you doing? Hit that subscribe button. You know, you know, that corny saying at the end of every video and podcast, subscribe, download, follow, whatever. Just had two episodes the past two days. Players to avoid late round running backs to target each in less than 19 minutes. All right here on the Believe Network. It's the Breakout Football Podcast. I'm Zach Cohen. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.